Hey, it's Rochelle, and you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a production of Catholic Answers. Welcome to the place to transform the world by transforming yourself. So, Monday, May 13th, is mine and Gary's second year wedding anniversary. We got married on the 100th anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima, of her first apparition, and that was not by design, at least not by us. I totally believe that it was Our Lady's doing, and I remember when I first realized that we were getting married on that date that it coincided with the first apparition of Fatima, I thought, oh, how sweet, what a blessing. Uh, Mary is asking us to share her day, but before... I really got to enjoy that moment. I started to panic because I remembered the sufferings and the penance that the children of Fatima underwent. And I thought, no, are Gary and I being called to suffer for the world? Am I going to suffer in our marriage? Is that what God wants from us? No, 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 no. I don't want that. But then I was like, oh, wait, just kidding. The message of Fatima is a message of peace. I remember, you know, and I was just like, sorry, God, don't smite me. Just kidding. He wouldn't do that. I mean, I have my moments of weakness. He, he's very well aware of this. So yes, Our Lady of Fatima came to give a message of peace to the world. It's a hopeful message. It's a peace that has been charged to the Catholics of the world to attain. Have you ever thought of that? The peace that Our Lady of Fatima came to tell us about has been charged to Catholics for us to attain for the world. And it's also important to say that that peace is both temporal, right? It's an earthly peace and it's eternal. It's the conversion of sinners and the salvation of souls. And we're going to look at both of those things a little bit later. But to get us all on the same page, let's just kind of bullet point the highlights of the apparitions of Fatima. So, 1916, an angel starts appearing to three shepherd children in Fatima, Lucia and her two cousins, Jacinta and Francisco, and that angel starts to teach them to pray. The next year, in 1917, Mary began to appear to these children, and the first time she did that was on May 13th. And she would appear to them a total of six times throughout these apparitions. And every time she visited them, Mary would teach them to pray. She made four requests of them, and she revealed to them a secret, a secret that had three parts about horrific things that would happen in the world and to souls, things that could be stopped by the fulfillment of the requests that she made of them. And one of the most memorable apparitions of Fatima was the day of the miracle of the sun. Most people have heard this referenced in some way or another, even if they don't really know what it's about. So over the months that Mary had been visiting the children, news began to spread throughout the church as well as the secular world. And so Mary knew that everybody would need a sign about the authenticity of what was going on here. And so she told the children on October 13th, 1917, she would come back and she would give a sign. And on that day, she made the sun dance in the sky. That's how it's recorded. The sun danced in the sky in front of tens of thousands of people. 
But when it comes to the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, I have found that the majority of us are most intrigued by the secret. Tell me that secret. I have to know that secret. See, technically it's one secret, but there's three parts. So the first part of that secret was that the children were shown a vision of hell and the souls that suffered there. The second part regarded war. Mary told the children that World War I would be ending soon, but that a worse war would break out during the pontificate of Pius XI. Now, Pius XI wasn't pope yet. He hadn't been named yet. And the world came to experience what Mary was talking about here. We came to experience that as World War II. But see, all of that could have been avoided by the world turning away from sin. See, Mary told the children, if the world doesn't turn away from sin, God will punish us for our crimes by means of war, famine, and persecution of the church and of the Holy Father. Also, in this second part of the secret, Mary refers to what we now call today the Cold War. Mary said, to prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. Mary said, if my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing war and persecution of the church. The good will be martyred, the Holy Father will have much to suffer, and various nations will be annihilated. The third part of this secret has to do with an assassination attempt on the life of the Pope. And when Mary told the children about this, she did not name the Pope. But later on, Sister Lucia, see she grew up and she became a sister, she confirmed that this third part of the secret referred to St. Pope John Paul II. Because in 1984, on the anniversary of the first apparition, so May 13th, 1984, St. Pope John Paul was shot and he nearly died. And so Lucia says that this has to do with the third part of the secret. But ultimately, see, all of this sounds like it's so doom and gloom, right? But ultimately, Our Lady said, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. But how is Our Lady's Immaculate Heart going to triumph? See, we need to participate and how are we going to do that? So the requests of Our Lady of Fatima the request that she made of those children extend to us today because she wanted these devotions that she requested to be spread throughout the world. And all of these requests are going to bring about temporal peace as well as eternal peace. And remember early on when I said that peace, that that had been charged to Catholics to attain for the world? Okay, listen to these requests of Our Lady and you try to tell me afterwards that these could be fulfilled outside of the church. The first one is the communion of reparations on the first five Saturdays. So basically that's a first, basically that is a, a first Saturday devotion, meaning that on the first Saturday of the month for five months, Catholics are called to go to confession, to receive Holy Communion, to say the rosary, and to keep Mary company for 15 minutes while we meditate on the 15 mysteries of the rosary. And we do this for the intentions of making reparation. And Mary promised, she said, I promise to assist those at the hour of their death with all the graces necessary for 
the salvation of their souls. The second request is for us to wear the brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And see, wearing this scapular, it means that you're living out the consecration that goes along with the scapular. You're not just wearing it as a accessory or a fashion piece or a good luck charm. The third request was the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and a general devotion of the world to the Immaculate Heart. See, Jesus wished for the Immaculate Heart of Mary to be spread throughout the world alongside his most sacred heart. And the fourth request was for us to pray the rosary daily and to make a daily offering for the reparation of sin. And reparation means to repair. And what are we repairing? We're repairing the offenses made to God by the sins of the world. And I think the easiest way to do this is when you wake up and you do your morning offering. The morning offering is a prayer and there's the most common one. It was actually written before the Fatima apparitions and it goes like this. Oh Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. You say that prayer every morning and then bam, you just go out and you live your day and then everything that you experience in that day pretty much becomes an act of reparation. You're helping to convert sinners, save souls, and bring peace just by living out your day. Now, I'm about to make a broad generalization, but stay with me. I'm of the opinion that us modern people in the in first world countries are so easily inconvenienced that we suffer more than any other generation. Now, I'm not saying that we suffer more deeply or greatly. If anything, we just suffer more frequently and our sufferings are more shallow. Yes, I said that, but I think that we can make use of this horrible aspect of our modern culture and turn it around and use it to benefit the church and the souls of the world. So through every little hiccup that you might experience throughout the day, examples such as going somewhere that has slow Wi-Fi or you go to Target and you see that all the self-checkout lanes are full. And you either have to go (laughs) and go face-to-face to to a checker, or you have to wait in line for one of those self-checkouts to open up. Or what about when you want to order something from Amazon and you find out that the item you want isn't available through Prime and you have to pay for shipping? Okay, now all of these are small, they're shallow, they're ridiculous. I am admitting that, but these are things that we suffer over or similar things. We do, we all do. But you know what? We can take all of these little things that inconvenience us and we can offer them up to benefit the world. And can't you see by everything that Mary asked, it's so obvious that Catholics have been charged with restoring peace to the world. Think about all of these things that she just asked us for. Confession and communion. Those are Catholic sacraments. The rosary, the scapular. Okay, those are Catholic devotions. To do a daily offering. Okay, so We're meriting grace and making reparations for the sins of others. Okay, come on, that is totally Catholic. As well as the consecration to the Immaculate Heart. Again, that's a Catholic devotion. 
And remember that at Fatima, Our Lady said that her Immaculate Heart will triumph, meaning that we will have peace. Peace is not just an absence of war. In fact, if we're going to be technical about it, war is the absence of peace. And peace, peace is the height of the spiritual life. Last week's episode on the wounds of Christ and stages of the spiritual life, what was the final stage there? Peace. It was peace from the war that we have waged on sin. And that's the message Our Lady of Fatima came to deliver. She wants peace in this world. Freedom from conflict and war and violence and oppression, you name it, all of those things. Yes, she wants that. But, but, those are all outward effects caused by the souls who commit sin. That's us. All of us are committing sin. And so the mother of God desires our souls to be united with her son for eternity. And in order to do that, we have to rid ourselves of sin. But as we can see from all of the requests that Mary gave us at Fatima, ridding ourselves and ridding the world of sin, it's not an every man for himself kind of thing. We require God and the graces of heaven, the church, and our brothers and sisters in Christ in order to do this, to bring about peace, to rid the world of sin so that we can have this peace. And I kind of feel like I was just giving a halftime locker room pep talk right there at the end. So on that, I'm just going to say break (laughs) and we're going to finish today's episode. So do you know someone who would like this episode? I'm pretty sure that you do. Don't be shy. Pull out your phone and text that friend who is on your heart right now because they need to hear this. Give them the details, the link, whatever you need to give them so that they can listen and enjoy it as much as you did. If you have not subscribed to the Clumsy Theosis podcast, do that now. Clumsy Theosis is available where all good podcasts are found. And... And very important, follow me on Instagram and you can keep up with me and the show and you can reach out to me there and I will answer you back. What a concept for social media. Anyways, until next week, everybody, peace out. Thank you for tuning in this week to Clumsy Theosis. Each week, we explore a topic within the Catholic faith to aid listeners like yourself, as well as yours truly, in the advancement and deepening of the spiritual life and the personal ownership of our relationship with the big guy upstairs and his church. As cliche as it sounds, the world needs you. Become who you were created to be with Clumsy Theosis, the place to transform the world by transforming yourself.